eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Go ahead and get started. What does Duck Week mean to you? Ooh. Um, man, I just I get excited for our kids. And the opportunity, what this is, the stage they're going to be on, and what the community looks at this way. I mean, just I think probably like any coach, rivalry week. You know, you, you get excited about playing a big game, and um, got to keep the standard the same. But it's a lot of fun. You guys have that messaging that most programs do in terms of most important game is the next game. Always approaching it that way. How much do you kind of let it in in terms of the noise here when game day is coming, when it is kind of the spotlight of the country, or do you try to kind of Shut that out as much as possible. Yeah, uh, good question. I think you, you have to keep the guys level, um, not not only for the sake of this game, but I think for the remainder of the season um, and leading up to this game is if you start changing what the standards are for each individual game and, uh, you know, the Oregon week feels way different than the Cal week, then I think the players will start to, you know, address practice and preparation in different ways depending on who you're playing. And that's obviously a, a slippery slope. And I think the guys understand. I think we got smart kids that realize that if they don't press the standards each week, you know, the improvements won't be made to to win the late season game. So I, I think it's it's cliched, but it's uh, it's applicable. What did you learn about the offense through the bye week when you were kind of self-assessing and self-scouting? Um, hmm. I think that there's some things that we, we obviously need to work on. I think uh, some of the inconsistencies are, are some of the things we have to address. Um, you know, obviously, those are the ones that the drive stoppers when you start getting behind the sticks on penalties and things like that, just addressing the small things like that. You know, the self-inflicted wounds are always the thing you try to find. Why are these things happening? What, what's going on? You know, if you get a holding call, is it because of, you know, how we're teaching things or is it because of, you know, hey, he just had his hands outside his framework on that one, and just all those kind of little things that that hold us up. Does that? I'm sure it probably does surprise you a little bit when you have such a veteran group, and you guys, you know, it's offense and defense, but you're last in the country in penalty yards right now. Is that just yeah. jarring when you go into the bye week seeing that? It is. It's frustrating. You know, it, it for sure is. I think that you know those are things that no coach to board addresses every week with the guys, but uh, you know, I think that there's penalties that are. You know, 
definitely subjective by by the refs. You know what they're seeing, what they're interpreting, and and you have to live with that if it's not egregious and just say it's part of the game. But <clears throat> it's the pre-snap penalties and and things like that. Those are the most frustrating. And um, I think when you see those, it, it gets it gets hard to watch. You know, you can't you can't live with that. And then I think in the course of a football game, you know, I mentioned holding already, and that's obviously been a sore subject. And we just got to keep getting better at it. And when you get in a football game and You've already got a couple calls. They're obviously looking for it, and you got to adjust and be ready to play the right way. Right, there's been a lot of talk about how it's a good thing that Washington got pushed by Arizona, but they needed that. Do you kind of buy into that theory? No, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think you know you got to be pushed every week, honestly, and and uh, I think there's there's a piece to it when you have tight football games. There's a management part that the guys have to be able to play in the moment and not let the moment get too big for them and things like that. So there's certainly something to the, the thought that how do your guys respond, you know, and and uh, you can't ignore that. But at the same time, I think everybody wants to not fumble on the five-yard line, you know, and get it to 38-17 or whatever it is. And that, to me, is way more gratifying than having to play a close football game at the end, you know, and not, not put yourself in that position. So I, I guess – there certainly is some wisdom to the thought that a close football game at the end can prove some things to yourself. But um, at the same time, I just think that, you know, executing at a high level, you know, confidence is king. And I would have rather had that. Bill, not talking about Oregon's offense, but their defense is tied for eighth in the country in yeah. sacks per game. What do, you, what do you see on that side of the ball versus what you saw a year ago from them? Yeah, they're, they're talented, number one. Um, they got good football players. And um, obviously, Coach Lanny's a defensive guy, and, and Tosh does a great job. I think they're they're well coached. Um, I think their scheme is is wide, meaning they they run a lot of different things and and different variations of their pressure packages and blitzes and things like that. So uh, it, it spreads you out a little bit as far as what you got to think about. And so we we certainly are looking at that. And then I just I think they got guys like number three that they can move him inside and outside. And I think he's one of the better D lineman in, in the conference, you know, and then they got one who's a big kid off the edge that, that certainly can go as well. So um, I think they got some good, strong guys up front that, that certainly can pose some problems. Is uh, Jalen McMillan on track to play? He is. You should have seen him yesterday. He looked great. He's ready to roll. How about Rome? Same thing. Ready to go. I'm curious. Uh, you guys just hired a new AD who comes from Iowa, and you come from Iowa High School Sports. Did, did you guys know each other at all? Have you heard the name? Did not. I did not. Um, nope. Okay. But he's from Iowa, so I'm thumbs up. I'm excited. <laughs> In terms of anticipation, do you feel like this is the biggest game that you've been a coach in? Uh, yeah, I think that that'd be fair to say, you know, leading up to this event. I mean, I think that there's – it's all relative, right? You know, there's there's some games, I think, certainly that – you know, leading up to those moments, there's, you know, where you're at in that moment. They're really, really big football games, you know, coaching in the 2008 NAI National Championship. That was a big game, you know, but um, certainly at this level, I think um, it'd be hard to argue with that. I thought last year's game going out to Oregon with everything that was on the line and type of team that they were, where they were ranked, um, I felt like it was a big time opportunity as well. Uh, but I, I do feel like our staff offensively um, does a great job. Uh, just it's the same thing. You got to come up with the best ideas we got every single week, put our guys in the best position, get them ready to execute at a really high level, and uh, that's exactly what we're doing. 
What did you learn from the Arizona game on film with them playing so many just defenders so far off the ball? Yeah, we've, we've seen it before. Um, you know, Cal, the, the season before, and uh, eventually some people get to, you know, their drop coverage and things like that. So I think every week we go into it, and Oregon's no different that, you know, people have certain aspects of their defense that have higher percentage of their DNA in it, and then you just have to think about what the possibilities are going to be because there's going to be looks also that that we've never seen. You know, we've seen that every week where somebody puts something out there that didn't show up on film and we got to be able to adjust and overcome. And I think that, you know, that's one of the things that our guys have felt strongly about, you know, performing in this offense that, you know, we have to be an answer-based offense, that we're going to have an answer for man coverage and for zone droppers and certain type of pressures and things like that. And I, I think our guys adjust well on the sideline. Is that is that different than last year? Like, are you seeing more – teams kind of adapting to what you're doing and doing new stuff versus what you saw a year ago? Um, at this point in the season, yes. I don't think that we had this many uh, changes in what we were seeing on film to this point as we had last year at this time. So I think it's showing up a little bit more. It's certainly at the end of the season. You, know, you think about the bowl game even and some of the things that Texas did. And um, I, I think that that showed up a lot. It, when you went back and looked at the tape of Arizona, is there anything that you wish you would have done differently? Oh, there's every game. Sure. Every game there's that. Uh, I, I think, you know, not breaking down every specific call, but, you know, I think you always want to try to find ways to establish a run at different points. And, you know, uh, again, I think our guys do a great job. You know, Mike was 75% completion, 360 yards, and, you know, it's hard to argue with the completion percentage. And there's a couple of plays there on third down that, you know, we're frustrated with. But, um, and honestly, I thought I could have been more aggressive in the third quarter. Um, so that that's something that we do a good job of is staying aggressive. And, and I don't want that to change. You guys have been very good after getting a takeaway. I think eight possessions, six touchdowns, a field goal, and the Jeremy fumble. Yep. Should have been a score. Sure. Is there something about this group that you feel like has a killer instinct or has allowed you guys to make it hurt after getting a takeaway? I, I do think our guys are tied into that, that they know how hard the defense has to work to get takeaways. And so I think, you know, obviously every drive, every time we have the football, we want to score. But thinking about the opportunity and the momentum swing that's created by a turnover is certainly something that our guys are, are in tune with. And then obviously us just being aware of that as well, especially where you get the football and just taking advantage of it. Are you at full strength with your offensive line? Yeah. For the ones we got, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Julius looked great out there yesterday, though. He did a great job. He's been um, obviously battling a high ankle sprain, but um, yesterday was the first time he'd been out there, and, and I think he took probably 50% of the reps. So that was really good to see to get him back in the mix as well. Would you expect him to be collaborating with Nate on that side, or how would you kind of shift yeah, um, good question. I think that, you know, my experience has always been, you know, on the O-line, you want the least moving parts. Um, so that would more lean towards him playing on the right side, uh, potentially just keeping Troy and Nate locked in over there. they got a good relationship going there. And um, then you could think more about one spot. Now, ideally, all those guys on the inside got to, you know, dual train at a couple different spots. But they've been doing a good job with that. All good? Appreciate it. Uh, with Bo Nix, you guys, he had a heck of a game last year, heck of a season last year. Uh, 
how is he on film a different or better quarterback than what you guys saw a year ago? Yeah, I mean, he's just extremely well balanced. He's doing a great job of executing the system that they have in place. You look at his completion percentage right now, and he guys in the 80, you know, anybody above 80%, that's, you know, elite level stuff. And I think he's doing a good job taking care of the ball. Um, you know, really refuses to take sacks, finds a way to uh, get the ball out on time. And then, you know, just operating their offense overall, it's just a really steady veteran presence. And that's, you know, super common with the league this year. I mean, there's a lot of veteran quarterbacks out there that are operating at, you know, Heisman level. And, you know, of course, Mike is here. And, and it, there's a lot of guys in the league that are doing that right now. Last year's game, uh, each team kind of took turns beating each other with a long ball. As, as I can tell, um, looks like both secondaries are better this year. Right. I don't know about their secondary, but our secondary certainly is. I think, you know, being healthy and, and the big thing and big, big mantra for us the whole entire season is don't give up the ball over the top. You know, don't give up the explosive pass play. And I think, you know, through the first half of the season here, we've done a good job with it. You know, you look at just statistically in the numbers and um, actually some of our bigger issues have come at times when the ball's been thrown behind the line of scrimmage uh, and those turning into, you know, explosive passes. But so far, really proud of the guys. They're doing a great job making sure the ball doesn't go out over the top and we're making people earn it. How much of that are you seeing from Oregon as far as pushing the ball downfield versus kind of nickel and diamond defenses? Right. I think right now, well, first of all, I mean, they have, you know, tremendous running backs. I mean, I would start with that. They're running the ball at a at a really efficient rate. You look at their average per rush right now. I mean, their top two running backs are eight yards a carry. Um, the other kid's almost 10 yards a carry. So it really starts with that. Um, and then you've got the, you know, like I said, uh, you know, Bo's uh, pass game, a lot of it's quick game. It's coming out fast. They're letting their, sp their speed skill guys get the ball, you know, low in space and making plays. And, you know, I think they're timely on the shots. I don't know if they take quite as many shots as they took a year ago. Uh, but, you know, you've got, you know, some guys that can run down the field deep threat wise for them too. Uh, and they'll take their, you know, when the time's right, they'll take their shots out over the top. You guys missed a lot of tackles in that game last year. I think yep. probably the most since you've been here. Right. Are you confident that, you know. Point of emphasis, point of emphasis the entire season. You know, I think that's a, you know, an off-season study and, and review coming off of last year. It's been a mantra throughout the course of the spring. It's been a mantra every single week during the season. I think there's a lot of guys that are playing in the game again that um, understand that we need to do a great job of getting their backs down. And, and you look at, I think, their, their backs and something they pride themselves on is obviously making people miss. And they've done a good job of that so far this year. And it's not a, just a one-guy thing. I think it's got to be multiple guys at the point of attack every single snap. It's relentless focus um, and it's relentless uh, finishing. And, um, you know, I think that's it, it's the key to the game. How do you think they've performed in that regard so far, the first five games of the year? Us? Yeah. We've been solid so far. You know, obviously strive for perfection every single week, but I think guys are being more aggressive in their demeanor and their tackling. And, and we talk about taking your shot when you got an opportunity to take a shot. And if we get a chance to spray a guy um, or make him step back or make him move lateral, um, that gives time for other guys to get there. And so guys have had a really aggressive mindset towards tackling uh, so far in the season, and it's going to be absolutely paramount come, come Saturday. You mentioned Bucky Irving for them has been really good, was really good against you guys last year. What makes him a different kind of player? Man, he can change gears. I think that's the biggest thing. His ability to jump, cut, and slide. 
Um, his ability to set up blocks, I think, is something that uh, is really top end in terms of, you know, the league and maybe the country is how he he'll he'll draw guys in. He has got good lateral quickness. He'll bounce. He'll get vertical, and um, you know, it's hard to it's hard to get him on the ground one on one. You know, you see that throughout the course of the season last year and this year, where one guy he he is a he is a, a knack for making the single guy miss. And so, like I said, it's got to be a team effort with him and very explosive, very dynamic, and and obviously doing a great job leading their rushing attack. Does uh, Tule and Turner each have a chance to play this week? Yes. Chuck, you talked about the, your defense aggressiveness. How would you assess their the fundamentality, if you will, when they get to that point of attack and staying disciplined? In terms of the execution of the tackling, yeah, no, I think it, yeah, no, it's critical. Like I said, you know, kind of, I don't want to repeat here, but challenge guys to be really aggressive at the point of attack. And, you know, I think that it really, you know, the tone set by, you know, our linebacker, we got a very veteran linebacking core, and those guys are at the point of attack a lot. And then obviously our safeties are very involved in helping stop the run. And you've got veteran guys that are coming downhill and, and making a lot of plays. And so I think guys have done a good job so far, but we're also going to see a different caliber coming in this weekend. How important is it going to be for your for them to set the set the edge on the run to try to yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think that's where that's where Oregon's broken games open so far this year is the explosive run. You know, you're gapped out. One guy gets out of a gap. Uh, one guy doesn't hold leverage. You know, you know, we always talk about spill frame, hammer leverage uh, stuff all the time. And they, the, the, you know, obviously, if you let Bucky get open in space, he's he's hard to chase down. So yeah, it's absolutely critical that we're super disciplined, very gap sound. This is probably going to be the the craziest Husky Stadium that you've seen since you've been here mm -hmm. in terms of the atmosphere. Uh, people talk about that all the time, but from a defensive perspective, when you guys are on the field and it's loud, how much, how much can that matter? How much can that impact? I think it can make a, a massive impact. There's no doubt about it. And I think we we prepare for it to be a massive impact every single week. And it, you know, it's got its own innate challenges for us. We've got to do a great job with our comms, our communication, our personnel groups, our hand signals, uh, just to make sure that everybody's 100% on the same page. But man, we invite it for sure. I mean, I think it, you know, if the building's electric and it's, it's uh, you know, the anticipation leading up to, you know, the the volume that can get turned up in this place. I think we're excited for that because I think you ask any opposing offensive coordinator um, that question, and and it brings them a, a whole nother subset of challenges that they got to deal with, and and we'd be excited for the place to to be lit up the entire the entire four quarters plus. Ryan mentioned trying to keep his guys level for this game, and with game day coming and all the the hype around it, how do you kind of balance? getting your guys ready for that atmosphere and getting excited yeah. versus getting maybe a little too hyped up. Yeah, just we talked about it right from the rip. I mean, coming off the last week's game, cut the noise. The only thing that matters is the guys in the room. The only, the only thing that matters is our practice mentality, how we operate, how we prepare. It doesn't change. And I, I think that's, you know, something driven from a program standpoint, you know, by our head coach is the fact that we need to treat every game with this level of seriousness and, and preparation levels. And it doesn't change, you know, if there's, if there's 80,000 people, if it's the championship game, if it's week three, four, five, six, if it's a February morning training regimen, our mentality has got to be the same. And I think, you know, the thing you're, you're confident in, again, is just the number of veterans throughout our team right now where there's guys that have been in plenty of big moments. They've played in a lot of big games. And so I don't think it's going to phase them. Um, you know, sometimes you get concerned with maybe a few young guys being in that environment. But I think, guys, you lean on your leadership and you lean on your veterans to make sure that you're steady and, and just keep your, you know, keep your eyes right in front of you. 
I asked Brian a version of this question, but your guys' offense has been really good after a takeaway, and your defense has been very good after your offense turns it over. I think it's five turnovers and one touchdown and right. nothing. Well, what do you credit that to in terms of your, your defense's ability to see a turnover and shut that down? Right. Well, I think it's a mentality piece. We've talked a lot in the offseason about elite defenses thrive in those situations. You want that situation. Um, you know, I think there's a mentality sometimes if there's a, there's a turnover and it's a – we, you know, damn, we got to go on the field versus let let us on the field. You know, we want to be on the field. We want to be in that situation because I think great defenses are are judged by their their response to adversity. Um, and so I think our guys take pride in that. And um, you know, through the first part of the season here, guys are doing a great job of taking the ball away. I think you know we're a, a a very deadly team. You know, top to bottom, when we can you know have the quick strike capabilities of of grabbing a takeaway and then putting the offense in great field position, and they can score. As everybody knows, they can score in one play, two plays, score. I mean, that sets you know opponents reeling. Uh, and and you can what we've done several times this season is be able to stack up on people really fast and let the game get out of hand really fast. And so I think our guys understand feeding the offense and getting them set up in good field position and, and being hungry and starving to take the ball away. Coach, uh, is there any um, difference that you've seen from the way the new offensive coordinator at Oregon has called games as opposed to Coach Dillingham last year? Sure. I, you know, the, actually, there's a lot of similarities. Uh, probably more similarities than differences. I think you know, uh, coaches, you know, put, obviously put his own stamp on it. But you know, I think when you walk in and they have the personnel, they have great personnel, and the personnel that they have leans towards certain things schematically. That you're going to see some similarities between it. But you know, there's certainly a lot of. Um, you know, a lot of carryover. Um, you know, we've done a lot of, you know, our own off-season research into, into you know, coaching his background and things that he likes to do. But at the same standpoint, I think there's a lot of things that are, that are strong carryovers from, from previously. All set. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Thanks, okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. All right, good morning. Exciting week for our guys. Uh, it was good to have the bye week. Um, got a lot done as far as just continuing to, you know, get healthy and um, you know, still seven weeks to go. And as quickly as uh, five weeks have gone past, um, a lot of season left, and so uh, heavy emphasis on continuing to get stronger and and uh, working on the conditioning. Um, so, you know, we uh, we had a game finally the, here in the last few weeks uh, with the Arizona game where we played. You know, through most of four, pretty much all four quarters, and so um, that was good from even a conditioning standpoint. So, um, just a, a good week all around. Coaches uh, got out some recruiting, uh, got some recruiting done, and you know, here we are. Uh, guys had great energy yesterday in our workouts. Uh, they were ready to get after it, and uh, looking forward to 
all the excitement and uh, the experiences that come, especially for our fan base uh, with game day being here. Um, really, you know, it's an exciting time. So glad we got to the program to a level where uh, this excitement surrounds our program. What do you think of your new boss? <clears throat> yeah, Troy, Troy uh, again, very minimal uh, as far as opportunities uh, to talk. Uh, had a conversation uh, since it's been announced, you know, and I'm um, excited to, to have him here. Um, and I think he just arrived in here this morning and um, get a chance to really uh, dig in and, and go to work. I know he's uh, ready, um, got uh, strong intentions on building on what already is a strong athletic department. But, uh, you know, I'm excited. You know, he's done some great things uh, everywhere he's been. Um, you know, obviously football uh, is the one that's uh, specific to me, but I think it's the whole athletic department, just great leadership that he brings. Uh, he's very involved, you know, with different NCAA committees and different things uh, as far as uh, being educated on what, uh, you know, legislature might happen uh, a year, two years down the road and what's coming up. So um, just love his involvement in trying to make athletics, uh, college athletics and college football better uh, every opportunity he can. Does the Midwest threat just kind of make sense here? Your staff is mostly Midwest produced and and uh, you're headed for a Midwestern conference and you're now you have a, a leader from Iowa. So Yeah, I think it just happened that way. I mean, I, I mean, it, you know, um, just kind of happened. I don't think, you know, you're just looking for the best person, and uh, he was that. So, uh, you know, there's some, we've got a few guys from Iowa on my staff, and, you know, the Iowa jokes are going to continue to flow here now with the addition of an athletic director here. But, uh, yeah, no, it's just good. I think he was, uh, you know, he's an extremely qualified, um, you know, person for this uh, position, and, and we're all excited about the, the direction he'll give us here moving forward. Did you know him at all previously? No, I did not. Yep. Coach, you get, a, you get a top 10 matchup against your most hated rival, first time in 115 years that both teams have been ranked in the top 10. You get him on your home turf. Is there anything bigger than this weekend? Well, you know, the thing for us is we wanted to make sure this weekend was big. And so I'm proud of the way the guys have weekly, just we, every week, gone about taking care of business. And, <clears throat> you know, you. you you know, saw this as uh, hopefully inevitable uh, that it came to this point. Just a, a lot of uh, respect for what, you know, Oregon's doing with their season two. So, um, you know, happy that this is a big week because we've done everything to make it that. Um, if we slip up anywhere along the way, um, you know, it wouldn't be as what it is. So uh, excited for this opportunity. Um, you know, that's what it is. It's a, it's a challenge, but it's an opportunity. You know, that's what our guys came here to do is be a part of games like this and moments like this and build the program to this point. Um, and so, you know, embracing it is how we look at it. Is there any concern about making it too big? You know, because you've got a lot of big games after this one. You don't want to make this one kind of for everything. Yeah, we always say the next game is the most important one because that's what it is. You know, it's the next game. And so um, we'll put everything into it. Um, but I feel like we put everything into every other game too. And so um, I, I, don't, I don't think our, I'm worried about our guys. Uh, they need to prepare, um, a, you know, um, and we've talked about elevating our preparation and we've talked about the standard that we have. And um, certainly guys are going to be at that this, this week uh, in preparation for the game. You were asked about uh, the home environment here after the Cal game. You said that there's another level that it can get to and that it needs to get to. You know, how much can that matter in a game like this where I think it's going to probably mm -hmm. reach that? 
more, more towards our peak. Yeah, I think there is another level, and um, you know, I'm excited to see it this weekend. You know, expect that from Husky Nation and the and the pride we have. I think you know, just uh, the rivalry itself, but also just where we're at in our season and uh, what we have going right now, and uh, the momentum this could continue to carry us through with uh, the rest of the season as we go through it. So um, we need Husky Nation uh, in Husky Stadium, uh, given everything they got. Our guys are going to do the same. You've obviously had big games in your career, like NAIA level. Mm -hmm. I guess with all of this, kind of the hoopla going on around all this, what do you kind of take from your experiences at NAIA level and kind of try and bring it into this situation of all the, the big stage you go? Yeah, I think just be be who you are. Um, make sure you don't forget about your identity, your DNA, all those things. So whether it comes to schemes or your personality, you know, um, as a team, individually, um, just I think you got to be who you are, you know, and just get locked in on the preparation because all the hoopla is going to happen, and then we're going to get on the field, and it's going to be another football game. You know, that's really what's going to happen. The first kickoff is going to happen, and we're going to be in the rhythm of football game. We're going to be playing, um, and uh, it's going to be about winning, which is like it's, it is every other game. So um, there is a lot that surrounds it. Um, there's obviously more people involved than uh, any other time that I've had, you know, when you're at the smaller levels. But, uh, you know, when you really give it, giving it everything you got, it means so much to you. Um, the the excitement, or even if you want to call it pressure around it, um, it, it can't be above and beyond what you already have uh, invested in this thing. And so, our players, our coaches, you know, I think that's the way we look at it. I asked Ryan the same question. I want to ask you too. Do you feel like there's a silver lining to having to play a full four quarter game against Arizona, where your starters finish and? You get pushed like that before you play a game like this? Yeah, I, and I said something about the conditioning earlier. I don't know, you know, maybe that's just uh, us understanding where we're at um, because now it's getting two weeks removed from when we would have played that game. But I think uh, just, um, you know, the mindset, I think, is what it always is. And having, uh, you know, to to get some first downs or get some stops in big moments um, and, you know, uh, have another level uh, of intensity for a longer um, longer extended period of time. Um, it's certainly now that we've gone through it, you know, uh, we can learn from the things that maybe we could have done better to not put ourselves in that spot. But having gone through it, uh, you know, it certainly, you know, isn't going to hurt us, I don't think. You mentioned with the staff thing, our, recruit, our recruiting last week. Have you noticed the perception change and maybe able to get players that last year wouldn't have considered you given you guys were just starting out and hadn't proved as much as you have now? Yeah, I think it continues to grow and grow. Um, a year ago, you know, you really your recruiting classes are almost done by the time you get to this point. There's a couple add-ons that we had a year ago and probably a couple more that we'll still, you know, maybe have. But your recruiting classes are, are really full um, when you get to this point. But I can see the excitement uh, with just our, our commits and also um, what would be considered the 25 class, you know, and just the way they're looking at us and and, uh, the, ex and the excitement and the relationships just continue to go on to another level. Um, it certainly had an impact, you know, our success has. I asked this to your coordinators, but you guys have been really good after committing a turnover <clears throat> defensively and also getting a takeaway offensively in terms of maybe having some kind of a killer instinct. Do you think that's just having a veteran group here, or is there anything you can pinpoint about why you guys have been able to really lock in in the wake of those kind of plays? Yeah, I think uh, last year we were really good at it, and it's just because we preach it every single day. Good play, bad play. The next one is the most important, just like we're talking about the next game being the most important. Um, I really feel like our guys um, have a mindset. I, I, I 
I spoke to the team yesterday, watching a little bit of college football Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. Um, it is so easy to see the teams that have, um, you know, you can see it through their body language. You can see it players, coaches, um, just, you know, are they able to move on past a moment that didn't go their way? And then the other end of it is when things are really going your way, you know, are you someone who, like you said, has that killer instinct or do you just kind of let off the gas and just think everything's going to be okay and continue on? So uh, the one and all mindset, I know it's um, a cliche, but we really, really buy into that. And, uh, you know, we can move on. Um, we talk about the ball not always bouncing the way that uh, you want because it's odd-shaped, right? And uh, some things are just out of your control. Um, and so the thing we've we got to do is control our attitude, effort, and energy. And uh, our guys, I think, moving forward are really good in response to good and bad things that have happened, such as the takeaways. Yeah, in a game like this, penalties can be obviously huge. I think you got, what, 32 in your last three games combined. What, what have you done kind of maybe specifically during the bye to kind of help clean that up? Yeah, I mean, since the beginning um, – since the beginning of the year, you know, um, we'll we'll throw those uh, up on the screen and talk about them uh, on Sundays. Um, you know, there's there's uh, I think some you know the the one that I even just you know this weekend uh, that seems to continue to be called that we've been hit for is uh, the peel back crack back blocks. Uh, you know, and so we got to be conscious of that even when you don't really feel like you're you know, impacting someone hard. I mean, if you're not in their vision, they don't have a chance. Um, you got to just do a really exceptional job. So some of it is me just educating our guys and, um, you know, um, just being conscious, uh, you know, can't grab the cloth. You can't, uh, the holding calls, I think, uh, are, are there, um, you know, and we got to do a better job. So we'll continue to coach, coach it up. But, um, you know, just um, that's all we can do. And I think our guys are real close and, and doing a good job and putting a lot of effort forth towards that. And are the games being called consistently from week to week and crew to crew, you think, for the most part? Uh, yeah, I think, I think you, you know, I think they are. Yeah, I think they're consistent. Do, do you know the, the trends of this series? And, and when I say that, Don James came in here and he absolutely owned this thing. He won like 15 out of 18 games. And then once he left, it shifted to Oregon. And now it's kind of at a precipice where it either goes back to Washington or it goes back to Oregon or it goes back and forth. So, I mean, it's, it's just kind of an interesting milestone right now. I don't know if you're quite aware of that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know all the, ebbs, the flows of, uh, you know, how it's gone. Um, but I certainly know where it's at, you know, most recently. And, um, you know, uh, just uh, the hype that surrounds it, uh, you know, it, it's fun to be a part of, um, the excitement, um, you know, and then just, you know, what it what it means to not just the fan base, but what it means to our, our team and our season right now that we have going. Um, you know, it's a, it's a big game for sure. Mike's obviously played a lot of big games through six seasons, and this is one where there's two Heisman contenders and, you know, there's going to be a lot of that narrative around it. Do you say anything to him? going into a game like this, or do you just trust that he's going to be where he needs to be? Yeah, I just know know Mike well enough to know, just make it about us and focus on us. And um, that's a, a ton of respect that we have for, uh, you know, Bo Nix and what he does. He's a great, great uh, athlete quarterback, does it all for their team as well. So, but uh, for us, it's for Mike, it's about just doing his thing uh, because we know the level he can operate at. It's, it's elite. And um, if he just is himself and stays within uh, his his means and um, trusts his teammates, um, you know, big things are always going to happen, just like they have each and every Saturday for him. If if this game, well, that's 
I was going to say if this game were last week or two weeks ago, would Jalen have played? But it sounds like he wasn't ready to go anyway. He was very, very close. But um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I based on I mean, you know how it went. Uh, probably not. I guess you yeah. know in the Arizona game. Uh, what is with him not What playing. is getting him back? Kind of mean for the offense. You think? Yeah, it's. Uh, it's a lot. I mean, just I think a lot of things he does uh, situational-wise. I mean, I think he's tough everywhere on the field, um, but he controls the middle, uh, you know, the field uh, really well. Um, I think, uh, you know, Coach Grubb, the offensive staff, do a good job of moving him around, and he's got uh, that just intelligence, that football intelligence to be able to handle it all. Um, he's instinctive. Um, he understands matchups and how coverages now. I think he's just grown a lot that way and, and understanding, you know, finding the right area. Is it man? Um, and then, you know, tough on third down. He's a great third down um, guy that can move the chains for us as well as a few others uh, in the red zone, um, you know. So he's just all around from one end of the field to the other. Um, different things that he can do to help us, uh, you know, put points on the board. You guys were seven and two going into this game last year, so you'd already accomplished some things. But I'm just curious, when you win a game, you know, against that team on the road, you know, in that kind of spotlight, how much do you feel like that kind of established your program or what mm -hmm. your intentions were in your opening season? Yeah, last year I think there was just a good build up to that game uh, with a with a close win against Oregon State, you know, and. Um, a couple other uh, just kind of as we were building up and winning some close games and and fighting through some adversity that we had when we were four and oh and then went four and two um, we were just learning a lot about ourselves and understanding you know how we can get through it and um, that one certainly was one that put us over the top and I think in our in our um, um, belief and trust in what we were doing at that time and um, you know, with that, I think it's carried over to this season, and that's why you see what you're seeing here through five games. So it was a big game at that time um, for, you know, different reasons. Um, you know, it maybe still gave us a belief and chance that you could uh, make the conference championship a year ago, but I think there was just some things internally um, that, it, that it helped with as well. I think Aaron mentioned the hated rival thing. Are you sensing that? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, you know, I mean, Hated, I think, amongst the fans, you know, for a week. I mean, but it's 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 healthy, you know, in my mind. That's what college football is all about. You look around the country, and there are some games this weekend, and um, you know that that's what's fun. You know, you can't help but turn turn the channel to that game and watch it if you're uh, you know living in any other part of the country, and that's what this game's all about. Um, you know, the the fans and the the hypes and all the story hype and all the stories that. Uh, you know, surround uh, like the ebbs and flows of, uh, you know, decades of this rivalry uh, are really, really cool. And um, we're excited to be a part of it this year. And, um, you know, because of where we're at in our season and the records, uh, the rankings, um, it certainly means a lot. Do you find you ever have to like just kind of pull guys back at certain points because they get so amped up for a rivalry like this? You know, I, I don't, I don't, ha we haven't had that. We didn't have that last year. Um, I think when you're an alum and you move on, I think those are the guys you got to pull back, you know, because uh, they just wanted to continue on uh, so badly. And that, you know, when you don't have control, right, those are the times when I think you really get amped up. And, um, you know, when you're done playing or when you're not coaching anymore, if you're a fan, um, you don't have the control, you know. And uh, I think from our standpoint with the players, um, they just know that, hey, do everything we can, control everything that we can control, 
you know, take care of business that way. And uh, I have no doubt that they'll, we'll, we'll leave it all on the f- football field on Saturday. Who plays the role, Bo Nixon, practice this week? On scout team, who gets that honor? Yeah, um, I mean, there's a couple different pieces to it, right? Um, you got the throwing piece, so you got, you know, Austin Mack and and then, uh, you know, well, Will does a great job running around. It's kind of been a good one-two punch for us with a lot of the different quarterbacks that we have uh, have faced up to this point during the season. All good? Thanks, Kevin. Awesome. Thank you, guys. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.